Welcome back to Movie Issues. I'm your host, Leland. I'm on vacation. Spooky will not be with us this week. He's um, on the touring company of My Fair Lady, playing the role of Eliza Doolittle, so he is not here, unfortunately, for my vacation. I am visiting my good friends in the world-famous Ohio. Apparently, it's the Buckeye State. It's the Buckeye State. I'm here with my good friends, Ben. Hello. And Mel. Hi, guys. And we are here to just ramp up the wonderful art that is bad cinema. We're visiting Ben for his 30th birthday. Yes. He's now old. I am very old. For his birthday, we decided that, you know, um, it was bound to happen. Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance opened this week. And we would be remiss if we didn't talk at least a good couple minutes about how good this movie was. Keep in mind, I was the voice of reason here. I said not yes. to go. He said not to go. That I said, true. let's go. It's my birthday. I'm totally for it. I figured I suffered through the first one. I might as well see how bad the part two can get. The first one was incredibly awful to the point where I was not excited about the, uh, the sequel at all until I found out it was Neville Dean and Taylor. Who, who did, I do enjoy. Who did uh, the Crank and Crank 2. Comics. Crank 2 is pretty awesome. Anything with Biling is now my favorite thing. That's frightening. Uh, I like Gamer. Gamer? I enjoyed it. Gamer was entertaining. Is that, That's probably the only things they've done, right? Well, they've done a couple more, but I think I know they've Crank done 2 and... They, they did that uh, Torque, that biker movie that oh, yeah. no one saw. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did the visual... Yeah. And they have some special title. I they're good directors. I, I enjoy their films because their balls in the walls insane. So that was the hope going into Ghost Rider 2, that... That would be, they could tame Crazy Nick Cage. But to find out that they're a fan of Crazy Nick Cage. <laughs> and, that up. Yeah. yeah they definitely and, did amp it up to the point where it was beautiful. I mean, uh, Ghost Rider 1 is uh, film abortion. I hate that movie with a passion. To me, that is my go-to of worst comic book films ever. A lot of people will go towards others like Elektra or Catwoman. I would have to say I like Elektra more than Ghost Rider. I kind of have a soft spot for those two because they're so bad I can laugh at them, but I didn't find anything funny in Ghost Rider. I think it's fun that Mark Stephen Johnson came up twice in this list we're talking about here. Good for him. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. He unfortunately was involved in this movie in some capacity. Uh, he was producing. I don't. But think I, I, had, I don't think he had much say. No, he was I one think of five producers in front of that movie as well. Right? Yeah, so. there was <laughs> Ghost Rider Two had a lot going on. There was a lot of uh, producing credits in the opening tackle sequence there. Yeah, I can see why they all wanted to take credit for it. It was a really, really fun movie. I think there was at least at least three writers on the film. That were credited. That, doesn't that were credited, <laughs> yes. Which, it's pretty obvious that this is not a well-written film. No. Um, the good parts of the movie, let's see if we, we'll, we'll try and focus on the good here for yeah. a few moments. Yeah. If you're a fan of Crazy Nick Cage, then this is the movie for you. Absolutely. This is um, Mecca. Yeah. I like Idris Elba. He was... Except, I don't know why he was French. I don't know why either, um, and... According to him, the movie is now Spirit of Vengeance. It's just not a good... I think that dude is way talented, and I enjoy him in everything. He's but a beacon of light through it. Yeah. yeah, he is the best thing in the movie. Um, but it's just so, like... It was very... I don't know, acting 101 French accent. Like, I felt he was just like, oh, man. No, his, his oui, accent... Oui, oui, madame, I throw a, my laugh at you in my mustache, yeah. <laughs> his accent definitely was kind of over the top, but I have a feeling the directors were encouraging that. Oh, 
I'm valid that they encourage that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that uh, kind of stood out, but it was still enjoyable. I thought these special effects were decent enough. The I, Ghost Rider I, looked I thought, cool. Uh, especially when he gets into that big, huge... I don't even know what it was. It almost looked like a green song. Is. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know that much about Ghost Rider's mythology that if he gets into any transport device that it becomes in like enhanced with flame like him, like the motorcycle. I don't know. I have to assume there is some truth in that, or maybe the directors just thought it would be batshit insane to have a crane become the Ghost Rider crane. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget that Giles himself pops up for what? Tony, Tony Head. Yeah, he had like that. two lines. I don't even yeah, know two if that's lines. worth mentioning. But if you're of, a Buffy fan, yeah. then yay! I am, so that's why I have to mention it. Uh, um, you need to recognize him in the first frame. Like, no, I, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, there he is! And then the kid. I think like, I was just, I think I was just more excited that he's still working. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, good and, for you. And he looks good. He doesn't look like he's aging at all. He's so, yeah, he so, let it all go white, beard and hair. I was like, all right, cool, man. His filmography this year is The Iron Lady and Ghost Rider too. So you know, two very different films. But clearly, two that should be um, put together in a double feature. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that double feature. Yes, actually. when I think the greatest actress of the 21st century, Meryl Streep, I automatically assume her <laughs> riding a motorcycle on fire would be amazing. I, I would watch that movie. I'll be honest, I would probably pay good money to see it too. I think it would have been better than what we saw. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing can be better than what we and saw. And we unfortunately paid for the 3D prices on this. Yes. And the 3D in this was pretty wretched. I it I, didn't like have a, a, I didn't have a problem. There were some scenes that looked really good, and then other scenes that it kind of didn't work for, especially with the style that the directors have. It's kind of uh, gritty and very there's very fast movements to the to the camera, and uh, that can kind of cause eye strain with 3D. Oh no, you know my policy on 3D is I don't like it. I live in 3D. I don't need to see a movie in 3D, but I understand that there are people that enjoy it, and you know bully for them. I watch 3D. I have glasses. It's difficult for me. To me, it looks like I'm looking for through a 3D viewfinder the whole movie, and that's a little jarring for myself. Absolutely. But I know people who really dig 3D, and for them, rock on. For me, though, I would have been fine with the 2D presentation True. of said Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance. True, but the, the only argument I have for the 3D is that I believe the film was shot in 3D, so it was intended to see... As a as a three D, that's uh, still valid, screen. but I still don't want to watch it. No, like, I taking agree. the side point to it, I can say that I didn't notice the three D. So not that it was overly bad, or that it actually added anything to it. It just it felt just like there. I spent more money on a right. ticket for this movie. Right. Yeah. And, and, it didn't bring anything to it. In some cases, that's going to be a detriment for some people because they're paying more money for a film that. You know, some people will definitely not like this film. I am definitely in the minority, at least. In this group, I think, as far as my enthusiasm for it. Yes, out of us three, I think we have all three spectrums. You are definitely the love, you are the hate, and I'm the I'm in the middle of, I'm not quite sure how I still feel about it. Absolutely. We focused a little bit on the good, which was sad that we could only come up with a couple things. <laughs> now, the bad, on the other hand, yeah, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Nick Cage is either really bad, it's going to be either really bad for you, or... Absolutely wonderful. He, I mean, I, I'm, I am not a Nick Cage fan personally. He has not done anything that's blown my skirt up any over the years. Um, I like some of his older films. I get that he once was an Oscar 
winning actor. I'm cool what did he that. win an Oscar for? He, he won Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. Really? But it's oh. weird to look at that actor and the one that there is now and yeah. wonder what happened. Adaptation, he really pulled it out as well. Yeah, like he yeah, he, he is a good actor. Yeah. Or else he once was an actor Maybe that's who was respected. Once. He once yeah. was. But he, he tends to be going for these crazy... His, his crazier roles now. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if he's going to bounce back and do a, a really good film or not, but... It's possible. Every, you know, hey. I, I'm actually it? okay with Crazy Nick Cage. <laughs> did, I mean, did Dennis Hopper once uh, do serious films as well before yeah, becoming did, who yeah. he is? So maybe that's Nick Cage's yeah here. It, our, a new generation Dennis Hopper. This may know. have been his evolution. <laughs> I, I find it now, like, there's a, there's a couple different actors, like Nick Cage, uh, Dennis Hopper, before yeah. he passed away, um, Jack Nicholson... Al Pacino, even oh, De Niro to a point. Oh, they yeah. have, in the last, I feel, 10 years have become very comfortable in the style of acting that they have moved they, into, they, that they have yeah. become more parodies of themselves. They've Jeff flattened. Bridges as well, I think a real big one for that. One. I don't know, man. I really like Jeff Bridges, though. <laughs> I've heard of him, too. But he's the dude everywhere he goes. Oh, now. as far as him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the I, dude everywhere I was like, he goes. I don't know, he, he was, he he was the dude there. in Tron Legacy. I mean, yeah. he was the dude in Tron but he had, Legacy. But he had Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart was him, like, pulling it out, man. He did it. He, he was really good in the, um, what was the cowboy one he did last year? It's crazy, huh? Yeah, crazy. No, no, no. Um, oh, no, True Grit, sorry. True yes. Grit, man. Yes, oh my gosh. Yes, uh, but I see, they become parodies of themselves, but yeah. and it's not necessarily good or bad. I guess it depends on the role, but yeah. in this film, though, Nick Cage is insanely crazy. No, and there are things that happen in the movie that kind of don't make any sense, or they happen for no reason. Yeah, the plot. And, yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole plot really... Doesn't matter. I don't know what the plot was. I mean, I knew what it was because I watched the crap. But and, like, and then the it's, a, it's a it's a tough take. The fact that is. Nick Cage develops this weird relationship with the this kid that he's overnight he's protecting overnight overnight. And overnight. I I also it's within like a few hours he's yeah. like his father, and it's really so bizarre that it just makes me laugh. The so actress hard. who played the mom of the kid in this movie, she's horrible. I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't say that to say me. I recognize her from something. I I should have looked it up, but I uh, I can't remember who she is. Well, I that's know just on par with my podcast. Um, me and Spooky try to do as little as much research as possible. <laughs> Sorry, Internet. We don't know who she is, but yes. she wasn't. Impressive. She's horrible. Pretty. Yeah, but she's horrible. attractive. I will say the kid was a good actor, though. The kid carried off, but. You know, and when you're acting against Nick Cage, there's not much really to go off from. Uh, Siren Hines, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his name, but uh, he's a pretty. I enjoy that actor. dude. I enjoy and that dude a lot. He, he embraced the uh, the corniness with, yeah. as playing the the devil essentially. The devil is solid. I would say the two standouts would be the French priest. I don't know the actor's name, and definitely the devil would be the two that. I think embodied what they were trying to do with this movie and didn't then miss the mark. Like, I, I hate to say, in my opinion, that a lot of the other people just missed it. It, it wasn't now, there for me. I started laughing when this cat popped up. Well, this will be one of the last few things we mentioned on Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> Highlander showed up in this movie oh, and yeah, I couldn't control myself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Christopher Lambert shows up and has all of two lines and then disappears. But it's like... You do a double take, and and when you yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize I, him at first. I had to turn to you and be like, that's 
Christopher Lambert? You know, and then your brother, who was sitting on the other side of me, was like, is, is that Thomas Jane? And then it <laughs> occurred to me, I never realized how much Thomas Jane and Christopher Lambert did look like yeah, one I another. Because oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, is it Thomas Jane? I mean, he is not a stranger to the bad comic book film. <laughs> I'm still not totally positive what they were. No, it's not explained what they were. I mean, religious they, they were like cultist monks. Yeah, monks. They, yeah, they yeah. were monks with lots of tattoos and, and like, guns. They had a lot of guns. A lot of guns. Like yes, apparently in their religions, <laughs> that, that's very. You're important. a god warrior. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, I know that this scene induced some groans for me. It was awesome, yeah. but Ghost Rider taking a piss and shooting the flamethrower, the flamethrower flame oh, piss scene. <laughs> but what sold it for me? Was at the very end, he turns towards the camera and just kind of gives a look of like, "Yeah, this happened." It's it's a it's a it's a skull wink. Yeah, With, there's no eyeballs to wink, but there's a wink. And yeah, just kind of like, wink and uh-huh. it's just like, okay, that's that that does it for me. But I said this as we were leaving. I don't mean to sound like an egg of Nancy on this one, but you can't manufacture lightning, and that's what I felt like they were trying to do with that. To me, they, like, that they they were the the desperate girl trying to get the boyfriend. They were they were like, you know what? If I if if I can I say blowjob? If they get if I give out enough blowjobs here, I'm going to get that boyfriend. And that, they didn't get they didn't get the boyfriend here. I'm sorry. They it looked desperate. Like they they I, I see what they're trying to do. Tongue in cheek, okay, but they were trying way too hard, going way too low, and it just didn't grab me. It, yeah, I, it's like I said. I think the movie is definitely going to be. Uh, uh, it's going to either make you love it or hate it. Um, oh, and, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, I've seen I, a I'm, lot worse in my honestly, time. So if I, I'll say if I, that as well. Yeah. If, if, if I could give Neville Dean and Taylor a, a suggestion, it would have been take the the female lead, make her take, bilingual, make her bilingual. Yes, right. The movie <laughs> yeah. would have been amazing. I think. I could watch anything with Biling in it. That's sad. That Especially not changing the male act, the, the 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 actor playing the boy as well. Have Biling be the mother and just the Caucasian kid with no explanation <laughs> yes. whatsoever. Now see, now that I could have got Biling. <laughs> uh, and just let Biling say her own stuff. And, poor, poor, poor Biling. Uh, yeah. After Crank Two, it's, it's she's been sold to me forever. I really need to see this. You yes. guys, have, you guys have talked enough. Crank Two is worth it. Yes. Well, so that's our thoughts on Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance. See it in a matinee. <laughs> yeah, if you can see a discount don't, price. Don't pay more than you need for this. I personally would say wait for HBO. Oh, TBS. So this week... We watched Transformers Dark of the Moon from 2011, the Michael Bay masterpiece that is. The symphony. (laughs) It it offends everyone. It really is. It It really is a symphony. Now, I went to college with you, Ben. We went to film school together. Um, I remember your apartment, your college little apartment, Uh was... Littered with Michael Bay posters. Yes. So I, you are kind uh, of a fan of his bullshit stuff. You bastard. Um, <laughs> no, I I was I was such a huge fan of Michael Bay. Um, was it the three sixty shot that you love, or that I, everyone's I, littered I, I was, in sweat? It was, it was everything. I was suckered into everything he did uh, from the Rock Bad Boys. Um, what else did he do? I mean, I think Armageddon is where I started like waking up and being like. Oh, wait. Armageddon is a horrible movie. You love no. all the Bruckheimer stuff a lot as well. I loved, no, that, yeah, yeah. I loved right. Bruckheimer films. Mm-hmm. And then I 
just one day clicked and I was like, no, I don't really like these anymore. I think it's your balls dropping. I, it could have sure like been my puberty kicks in. Puberty kicked in <laughs> and it was like, these are not smart movies. Well, I mean, what can we say that hasn't been said about this masterpiece of cinema? Uh, well, starring Shia LaDouche. I mean, LaBeouf. <laughs> He's fine in it. He's fine, but they make his character a bit of a dick. He is so mean to Bumblebee. He really like, is. I kind of, if I was that robot, I would not have cared if he lived or died by the third movie. He's yeah. such a dick to him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand some of his dickishness in the movie. Some. But, some. but they kind of overplay it a little too much, so it comes off as just mean. It comes but, off as really it's mean. It's ownership. You, don't you see that? Like, you know, you're my car. Like, I, oh, I'm yeah. driving around in this because you're not here. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, you know, he's an alien entity that takes the shape of your car. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. he's right. not, you don't own him. Right. You didn't have paperwork that said, I am master of Bumblebee. Right. Yeah, I don't, I just, I felt he was just a real dick in the movie towards his, the, I mean, because that's the problem with these movies, as it's not a story about a boy and his robot. Nope. It's, it has never been about that. Nope. But, you know, you've got, um, the army guys came back, you got Tyrese came back, and uh, Josh Duhamel. Is he still with Fergie? Yeah, Beth Face? Yeah, he's still married to Beth Face. <laughs> oh, she's so... Sorry, that's a weird tangent. But yeah. <laughs> she's so terrible. She's... <laughs> nothing against I liked her, her in Grindhouse when she died. And nothing against her music. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of her music, and I'm not going to judge anyone who likes the Black Eyed Peas. It's not my thing. But, man, she just... She's... I think I'm older than she is, and she looks like she's in her mid-40s. <laughs> Say no to drugs, people. You know what that says? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> um, and then you got John Turturro came back for his insane performance. It seriously, it's crazy. Like it's hard to remember. This is the guy who gave us Barton Fink. We're watching him just yeah. act like a crazy man. I mean, yeah. and he's a talented actor. Really and his yeah. gay man German servant of Alan Tudor, Alan who Tudic is probably the best he part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he stole everything. Yeah, he it. was hilarious. He was what? His name was Dutch. Is that Dutch, right? Dutch. Yes. He, I love the scene, and it was the bar or the strip club or whatever, and oh, he, gets a hold bar, of, yeah. he gets a hold of the gun, and John Turturro's like, no, calm down, and he's he, he whips out another gun, and he's like, this is the old me. Yeah, I mean, which is funny, because if you've ever seen that movie that he did with Sandra Bullock, where she goes, yes. um, 28 uh, Days, 28 Days, he plays the gay German in that, too, yeah. and in my mind, this is the same character, this is just what happened after rehab. He, he was, <laughs> I, I think in that movie, that his best line was, he's hanging from the rope. Yeah, you see his package. Yeah, he's like, he's he's like, like look at my package. Yeah, I mean... Tudyk is amazing. For those of you who don't know Tudyk, I mean, you may not be a fan of Serenity. Um, if you're not, go stop now and watch it. Or, like, or Dollhouse. Dollhouse, I think, is his best performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like Dollhouse, but let's be honest. I fell asleep, too. But I oh. fucking... He's... Wash is the greatest character. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But... Um, uh, Megan Fox was left out of this film because mm. of her big mouth. Um, yes. If you don't know about that, read it up online. Pretty humorous what that dumb bitch did. But and we've got replaced with Rosing Huntington Whiteley. Whiteley? Well, yeah, go with I that. Think, I think that's what, how you pronounce Beautiful it. Beautiful woman. She She's, looks like the Jessica Rabbit of humans. What is she doing with Shia LaBeouf, though? Like, there's oh, no explanation oh, for this. Don't I'm, buy it. Don't buy it no at all. I, he needs a I mousy almost, girl. I like, almost prefer Megan Fox, I, to be honest. Uh, I, I actually I thought Rosie did a fine job and she was she was good, but she seems like a manufactured girl. Where 
And I'm not saying Megan. Megan Fox. Megan Fox's character is so trashy that yes, I buy her being with him. Right, right. Where Rosie here is a polished, polished English gal. Like Rosie is the Michael Bay replacement. Where you know he's he's always into showing the woman's body and whatnot. She's got a great body, and so he can and photograph clearly, her. With well. a lot of the camera shots going up her crotch and down her shirt, wearing only white. Only white. Only yeah. white. Which, by the way, let me just tell you, if um, Chicago is blowing up around you and you're only wearing white, you're going to get dirty. She is nothing on her. Brother, yeah. And she still has those heels on. Yeah. All the way through. Whole into that movie. Heels. Amazing. Good, <laughs> good for you, yeah. Rosie. <laughs> um, Patrick Dempsey, who I kind of enjoy in this he film, a he's a douchebag. But yeah, yeah, but you, he invested me in the movie. I yeah. hated him. Uh, like, McSteen did pretty him. good for whatever he was doing. Yeah. I I like Frances McDormand. I find her in oh, good in every movie, absolutely. and I even bought her in this crap yeah, she, fest. She, she, she was funny in the movie. And then Malkovich had his cameo, and Malkovich, he's really fun. Malkovich was kind of crazy fun. He was so over there. It took me a moment to catch that it was him. Like, yeah. I heard, I knew he was in the movie, and I was waiting for him. And then it was like, by his second scene, like, oh my god, that's John Malkovich. I do like, have to uh. wonder why he was in this, though. Like, I wonder if he was asked, and he was like, why not? Or... Maybe uh, he, yeah. he just wanted to be in something crazy like this. Well, you can see the norm and all of them. Yeah. Like, how did they pull this off? I That's true. I can see the connection between John Turturro and Francis McDormand. Yes. yes. So maybe like they. I bought know, that. Yeah. That's um, how they got in. But I mean, it's strong cast. They're all yeah. talented. Uh, I even enjoyed uh, Ken Jeong, even though he's super creepy in the movie. Oh, I forgot he, he was in. He that. was also yeah. hilarious. Um, but Wayne. But he's doing the same thing he always does, though. Yeah, I, would, does. I would like to see him not play creepy in something. <laughs> but he does it so well. That is true. He, does but he so deserves well. an Oscar for Community alone. <laughs> yeah. I know Oscars aren't given out to television, but... We're, we're going to do it right now. <laughs> Oscar to uh, Kim Jong for Community. But I think <laughs> what's going on right here is everything that I hate about Transformers. Like We have this amazing, strong cast of people that are on the screen way more than any robot. Yeah, there are no, there's no Transformers in a Transformer movie. I mean, yeah. they kind of come back every now and then to remind... Well, let me rephrase it. If it's not Optimus, right. Bumblebee, or Spock... You're kind of not important to the exactly story. Right. There's four char- There's four robots that got more screen time than Deep Wang in this movie. The character <laughs> Deep Wang yeah. got more screen time than the other cast of Laser Beak had more of a part than Soundwave. You know, I forget about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love Soundwave. Soundwave was one of my favorites in the cartoons. Like, he was the dark purple one, right? Like, it is so badass. And he had like that deep black man voice. Yeah. You were like, is that James Earl Jones? You know. And then this, he was like a white Mercedes. <laughs> white Mercedes, right? Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but, but despite, despite the fact that uh, a lot of the robots don't, they don't have the screen time that some of the actors do, which is the reverse of what a Transformers movie should be. They do actually have a lot more screen time than they've ever had in the previous two films. That is valid, and and, and that for me helped solidify my enjoyment of the film because. Uh, yeah. There's more mythology behind it. I have to say, out of all three of them, I enjoyed this movie because it's so over the top, but your bar is already set so low after part yeah. two yeah, it was... that it can only go high, and I enjoyed this comparatively to part two. Part two is horrible. I can't even watch that on TBS. Yeah. 
as soon as, soon as, as I watch it in five minutes. That's what I did. As soon as I saw so the opening jungle scene out, and then I'm done. Yeah, I was I, done after Robot Balls. I just don't think part two had a lot going on, but I do enjoy part three. I, I think, you know, I uh, Mel, you are the Transformers expert in the room. I, I say fan. You know, I don't want to. I don't come with. There's a lot of Transformers well, experts. Well, compared, compared to me, it's to me and Benny here. No, you are yeah, the I, expert. I've seen yeah. the original movie, but that's that's about it. Okay, I have a room full of Transformer toys, so I guess that kind of puts me in that weirdo category. I'm more of a GI Joe guy, so that's yeah. why. I, like GI Joe was my thing growing up. That or He Man. I, Transformers. I had a couple toys. I was like, yay. Oh, man, my, my office is like a creepy, creepy, creepy place. There's Star Wars and Transformers everywhere. Well, I mean, look at where we're at here. With, <laughs> we're in the midst of uh, a Buffy fest Fest here. we it's got like tons a, of statues. It's like a Buffy orgy in this room. I, I can't help it. It's my favorite show. Uh, I enjoy Starscream. He was always my favorite, I, I think. I, I have to say that, I mean, due to my limited knowledge of the, of the show and mythology and whatnot, I kind of have to say that Optimus Prime is my my favorite. Sure. Oh, yeah, it's Optimus. Yeah, but it's with good reason though. He's, he's and thank badass. God they allowed Peter. Yeah, it's Peter Cullen. Peter, Peter Cullen, Cullen yeah. to be the voice in this because Absolutely. I don't think it would have no. had the same no. gravitas if I, it was not. Even someone with limited knowledge as, as as I do, like I know that Peter Cullen. He has a recognizable voice. Optimus when you hear Optimus, you expect it to be him. I can't even think of any actor they would have hired on that would have been yeah. as good. No. That bummed me out too that they got Frank Walker to come in and do Soundwave and Shockwave, and I think they maybe there's two lines from Soundwave. One is him being a bitch to Patrick Dempsey, and then yeah. I think Soundwave says something in Cybertronian like once. I don't even understand what he's saying, but they have this amazing talent of Frank Walker there, and we're not hearing it. What I'm hearing instead is a Victoria's Secret model like walking around and yelling, like "Ah, oh, come on, yeah. he's killing me." Yeah, I mean, and yeah. And Hugo Weaving plays the voice of Megatron, and Megatron really wasn't in this a lot. He's he's in it, but he's not really the villain in this one. It's more about Leonard Nimoy's yeah, um, Sentinel. Sentinel Prime, yeah. who I, I I like Spock, so I think it's awesome that he came back. But as the huge Trekkie that I am, yeah. to hear him to hear him utter the reverse dialogue from the Star Trek Wrath of Khan line, oh. it's oh. almost kind of like I get why you did it, but knock it off like no, that's not cool at all man. you know that one sent me over the top man <laughs> i can't do that he's simmering in his seat right yeah, now yeah, i, I just that. and then you know they had like side swipe and, and one line what was some of the other ones that um so ratchet we had a lot of new ones here wheeljack shows up wheeljack it was an old man kind of looking like doc brown for no reason yeah i don't, I don't know why that. he looked like doc emmett brown at yeah. any point in time i was just waiting for him to be like see this <laughs> this is the flex capacitor <laughs> right. time travel possible <laughs> i didn't uh, yeah i didn't and, uh there was the forgive my ignorance i don't can't remember his name but the Italian red guy with the, like, the blades. Yeah, I don't understand I don't how his garage cool. became a Ferrari, and he was an, a Formula One race car. But I guess that's, there's a connection there, but the Italian thing. Well, and then I, there was the two rough um, English guy, the big, like, oh, yeah, the yeah, NASCAR the cars, cars, right? Yeah. yeah. They were like, hey, Roy, yeah, Roy, yeah, Roy. And it was like, <laughs> where did they pick up the accent? Like, did they land Wait, in the one had a gut, too, the Target car. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was Leadfoot was who they were trying to say he was. He had this big old gut in front of him. I'm like, 
waddling around on the screen. I guess in hindsight, those are relatively tame compared to oh, the yeah. two racist. Oh man, were they yeah. supposed to be African American or uh, Asian? They, they were just. Movie? They were just. Stereotypes of some ghetto, sort of ghetto stereotypes. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> other than white ghetto, and yeah. even I, and I'm, you know, I was watching it part two. I was going like, I think I'm supposed to be uncomfortable. Did I didn't? Yeah. I didn't actually finish that movie. Did You're they okay. kill mud flapping skids in that? That's the two characters. No, I think they, they killed survived. Them in the second one. I don't know. So they just conveniently left them out. No, of the I, I think I they survived the with the intention of them going on, but I think there was so much backlash around those characters yeah. that they were like, no, we're just gonna drop them. So. The, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the, so the what you were saying is the, the the racial stereotypes of the robots definitely was toned down from what oh, they were. Yeah, the, the, but they're still them. highly offensive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know about highly offensive. But but, I, the English accent. It's not like they were. Yeah, like, I, I guess. You know, we all have bad teeth and eat shit food. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe, I mean, maybe not highly offensive. They're just uh, unnecessary. No, but are you, this is the Transformer nerd part, guys. So cover your ears if you're not into this stuff. Listen to this dream team we got. We have Optimus Prime, we got Bumblebee, Wheeljack, Mirage, Sideswipe. This is like a who's who of Generation 1 Transformers. And you, I was guessing through most of it. It was educated guesses. I'm looking like, I guess that's Wheeljack. Like, I see that he's like sliding around and I guess it's Sideswipe. Like, you, you have these amazing characters, this who's who's list of, of Transformers, and it doesn't mean anything. It, in the end... It, there's nothing to it. Like, Barricade is somehow in this movie, and though I'm pretty sure I watched him get decapitated in the first film. But anyway, but Barricade's in the background in, in one of the scenes. They're like, how, how is this happening? It doesn't matter, because they're, they're not the point of the movie. They mention Ironhide in the movie, oh. and then he dies or disappears. Oh my gosh, that part. Now, was it... Yeah. Jazz is the one that got killed in part one. Yeah, right? he got... Yeah, but let's be honest. Going back to your stereotypes, oh, Jazz, was, Jazz was Jazz was really bad. He was, like, show as he well. was like, "Yo, yo, yo!" And you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's that's unfortunate." I think if it they is. dropped some of that stuff, I would enjoy the movies more. But I think I, going off of what Mel said, I think it is it's frustrating because you honestly can't tell who's who if it's not Bumblebean, Bumblebean. If you can't, if it's not Bumblebee, Optimus, or the other two main bad guys. Yeah. It's really difficult to tell who's who. Yeah, and except for the Italian guy, for me at least. Well, he was the bright red. Yeah, he was the bright yeah. red. I mean, I he had, had like one line though. I think he said like one thing in the movie. Yeah, he was like, "Excuse me." Well, I, I mean, as far as like, it, it, and he was action, all popping a poopy, and, and they were like, "Oh, okay." And then Wheeljack. Wheeljack has this one line begging for his life before he gets executed. Like, come on, that's that's how he goes out begging for his like life bitch, yeah. before before uh, Soundwave executes him there in the middle of all this. Well, and then there's that really creepy scene. I found it to be creepy at the end of the movie when Sentinels fighting Optimus. They're having their big um, throwdown in the middle of Chicago, and Megatron wearing his like. I don't know. I caught his badass hood, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That he felt the need which, to put up like a hood cape. Don't look at me. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm ugly. Hey, oh, I'm ugly. And it didn't, it didn't serve any purpose. Other than to look badass. Other than to look badass, because yeah. like, it, it almost seemed like it, he was covering it because he was trying to be... <laughs> Uh, repaired. I didn't understand if he was being repaired or if they were eating him. I but never he, understood what those little robots He took it off every single time he was in this scene. Literally, yeah. he, every single scene he got, he wears it and then he takes it off. But it's like, um, uh, Tits McGee goes up and talks to him. Yeah, and she's like, "You're just going to be a bitch," you know. And he's yeah. like, "Right, I have to go be mean now." And I kind of was like, "So he did he just kind of give up?" 
Before uh, I figured that was just kind of weird writing on Megatron. I think they didn't know what to do with Megatron in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think, I think they, just... they were like, oh, shit. Well, Megatron is the main nemesis. We have to yeah. have him in this. But even at the end of the movie, they kill every villain yeah. except, like, you know, the random Decepticons around Earth, which you have to imagine they'll go get eventually. <laughs> so they want to do a part four. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. left? And you were saying, like... Unicron, the Unicron, and uh, like Sunstorm would be a really fun. There, there's one some other well, good bad guys in the Galvatron. mythos that can work. Yeah, they can pull that out, you know. But it's 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 gonna be a little weird if it's you know because most people know it's Megatron yeah. versus Optimus. Yeah, and I thought Optimus and his badass double bladed axe was pretty cool. He had some good things going but on. No, his was... victory was a technicality. Like he didn't beat Sentinel Prime on his own right. Megatron beats me. Actually yeah. Sentinel Prime had him beat. Optimus yeah. is uh one arm down, yeah. laying on the bridge ready to go. And then Megatron takes him down and somehow doesn't have the strength after killing Sentinel Prime to, to defeat fight. Yeah, to yeah. fight back. So Optimus Prime gets to win by default here. He's I, did, I, I don't know how I felt but, about Optimus being the hero that he literally picked up like a shotgun and just yeah. shot him in cold robot blood. I was like, whoa. that okay. I like that. Well, I, <laughs> I, 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 you know what it is? I think Optimus was done with the movies at that point yeah. too. Like, I think, he was like, I, think, I don't want to do another one. The Optimus <laughs> in, this, in this movie is an He's another badass. There's an arc. There's an arc to him. Like he's betrayed. Like he's, yeah, he's there's angry. something great. Yeah. So you, you, when he does that, you you feel his like his anger, um, and him kind of releasing it. No, as weird as it is, I mean, saying earlier that this, you know, this isn't a story about a boy and his robot. There is some good scenes in this though that kind of shows that Sam, um, Shia's character, kind of does care for Bumblebee in, in his own way. Like, mm-hmm. when Bumblebee's about to get executed, he, like, he's crying in the car watching, knowing that he can't do anything. I honestly, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I rolled a tear or nothing, but mm-hmm. I was kind of choked up a little bit. Yeah. But I think because I care more about Bumblebee than I do about the human character. Well, I think, honestly, I think a lot of, of that is due to Shia's ability as an actor. I was going to say, I think, think he can, I think he can yeah. turn an emotion, like, Make you feel an emotion like on a dime. Uh, he's really good. Suburbia, at that. man. The, yeah. the one t- you don't even see what's inside the car. The one tear. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this guy is getting me. Yeah, he, uh, he, I mean, he knows how to get you. And, I don't dislike the kid. And I while mean, his character wasn't very well written, he still, I like he still does. He still does a good job. <laughs> I hope he turns out to be like a Tom Hanks. I know some. This, I didn't coin that. Other people said it, but that we're gonna look back on this phase of Shia LaBeouf and be like, oh. But you know he's going to develop into this strong leading male. I hope he has he has the Maybe. talent to do it. I hope he does. Around. I mean, so is this uh, Rosie chick going to be doing anything, or do you think this is it? <laughs> is this uh, it for her? Other know. than be Mrs. Jason Statham for a while, I, I'm sure she'll get a, another part or something. I don't. I think she'll probably fizzle out because I don't think she's she's not a terrible actress, but she's not a strong actress. She's not any worse than the rest of the boobs actresses out there. Like the worst thing ever, and but I just don't think she's a strong actor. She's um, she's palpable and does what she does. Yeah, she she she's suitable, but she's just not. It's because Patrick Dempsey demanded it. <laughs> you know what? I, I would like to think so. I, I would like, he like he's like you know what? You're hot. I'm hot. Look at this building. This is a hot building. This is a hot company. You need to look fucking tits every day, and I want you to wear white. Oh, and let's talk about her 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 palatio apartment. 
Like, she had the nicest Chicago or Washington, D.C. loft ever. Yeah. With a chandelier. Oh. I, I've never even been in a place with a chandelier unless it's a restaurant. <laughs> but her boss didn't give her a two hundred thousand dollar car. So yeah, but the car made... did try to kill her. It looked too too nice to even be a real place. Well, that's the thing with Michael Bay is everything is very pretty, over yeah. the top, and you know, sweaty and done and three sixty. It'll be it'll be interesting school. to see his uh, next film, which is a low budget like gritty story, like. A Transformers How? movie? No, oh. he's doing like this really low budget like crime like uh, crime story that he's been wanting to do for years, and uh, I don't think he can do I, it. I don't know that he can pull off Rudy. No, he'll just have a lower budget. Camera I think it'll just be really around. nice looking. Yeah, like, I mean, he can, he can control the camera. It's yeah. hard for me to find positive things to say just because the movie hurts me and my soft spot. Again, my my office cries a little every time I see one of those new movies. But yeah, he definitely. The stuff he does with the camera, and I guess it's where he gets his ego from. A Michael Bay film doesn't look like anything else. Like everyone else kind of emulates him, which is a horrible thing to say, but it's true. You see a lot of people emulating the stuff he does. I guess that's a positive in the point. Like you really just need stuff with the camera. Mm. You know and, what I also don't like about this movie? I hate Shia's parents. Oh my gosh. Um, I hate them from part one. The, like the, they're <laughs> they're horrible parents they to are. begin with. Like nothing like making your kid feel like shit. Yeah. Like yeah. you just like oh you don't have a job yet three months out of school you don't have a job oh you're a waste of space like I, come on man <laughs> I forgot those life lessons from my mother about finding the right hottie to settle down with <laughs> you I, let that oh, hottie go she looks so, really too too good for that was <laughs> it and then it was in part two she gets she eats that pot brownie and gets all like high on campus yeah. and then they make like a masturbation joke in the first one you're like I think I saw that. Parents, are you? I feel, yeah. I feel like, like this is like Michael Bay's humor. Yeah. Uh, oh, I oh Michael Bay is a fart joke, <laughs> masturbation joke kind of guy. You can get that from his. Yeah, he I also hates that. women. I'm gonna say I think he actually doesn't like African Americans as well. But I don't know. That's it. You've heard it here first. Michael <laughs> Bay, racist, homophobic, sexist. <laughs> Michael Bay, <laughs> allegedly. Now there's a lot to there's a lot to rag on um, with the Transformers movies, but yeah. uh, especially in this uh, third film, um, which again, like I dislike the first two, but I I really enjoy this one. Yeah, is we, that, this is your Blu-ray we watched. Like, yeah, this, you own this. Shit. Yes, I own this. I don't even own this because um, it's thirty-five dollars. I, I have to say, I'm not ashamed to own it. Um, oh no, I've seen your collection. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things you should be ashamed. Of. But but I will say though, out of out of any of uh, Michael Bay's films, or even just the, out of any of Transformer films, the action in this movie is over the top. It's good. over the top, but it's it's so fun. In the scope. It's, like, yeah, it's so epic in scope. Yeah, um, I see that. And it's, I love the the astronaut thing. Yeah. I know that's cheesy, but I really got a kick about... But the revisionist? The, yeah, yeah, like the space race was all because of this event. And no, I enjoyed that too, actually. I thoroughly get a kick. And then watching Buzz Aldrin not really know <laughs> what he's doing in this movie, yelling at a tennis ball on a pole, which you know <sighs> they had to explain blue screen technology. Dude. So awesome, they were like, yeah. we're going to CGI this character. He was like, what? And you're like, just talk to this ball. 
and Optimus Prime <laughs> respects because he knows he's going to get a sock across the cheek if he does it. Like, yeah. no, the pleasure's mine, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, and he doesn't want to get like, that hook. You're just like, oh, how do you know who he is? And I love, the, like you said, the the Chernobyl thing was amazing. I thought that yeah. was that like the that the Russians did do something, and that's how Chernobyl happened was yeah. because the, the the Decepticons had something to do with it. Right. Like I love the revisionist history towards pop culture characters. Right. No, I, I thought it, I thought it gave it an interesting element. Yeah. That, no, these films kind of lack. And they were the three real astronauts. It's not like they had people portraying no, them. Yeah, like that, was, that was Buzz Aldrin and the other two guys. That, that was that was a fun bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know who the other two guys And I, I like seeing more of uh, uh, Cybertron and like kind of seeing the... There was a lot of that, yeah. It, granted, it wasn't a lot, but it was, it was definitely more than we've seen. And that was I, would <laughs> love, I would love to see a movie just about that. That was the thing we brought up. Is, okay, so Cybertron is being teleported to our solar system <laughs> and it's bigger than the earth which yeah. i was un- aware of that so it stops halfway through the download like <laughs> even like a third of the so, way through so yeah. like if they didn't if it didn't get implode at the end of the movie like vulcan did so was cybertron just gonna hang out in space <laughs> it, it would, just... would it eventually crash landed into the earth and, i have to think it would have oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I i feel like it was just i don't know if it would have crash landed or if it would have just stuck there but like i couldn't help but like think something like you know there's no logic to these movies but i'm thinking wouldn't that throw off the gravity of like the earth and like oh, yeah. change things and I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be thinking. This is this honey I shouldn't be thinking things. about these. You're, you're bringing things. logic into a movie. I know. I was like, why am I thinking this? Yeah. The so Cybertron was like this big honeycomb, so really it had no mass. You saw it's just these yeah. weird uh, octagonal layers for I, I, some reason. Yeah. I don't understand uh, that design, but whatever. <laughs> it was just weird. Like it just, I remember thinking, I'm like, huh. And that's how so all the Decepticons left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have to assume this. They destroyed Chicago in this. They movie. did. I mean, and, and, oh, that's it. The collateral damage yes. in it. There are dead bodies all over the place. They, of course, they're not shown in the movie, but like when they're in that office building that cracks in half or whatever, yes, and yeah. when they go down. You know, as you do, you slide down the side of a building and into another section oh. of it. When they get into that, there were still people in that building. Yeah. And as they like, why did they leave? Shaking them out. Like, like uh, I mean, granted, where do you go? I yeah. guess in a catastrophe such as giant alien robots taking over Chicago. But I feel that I wouldn't stay around in my place of work. Right. Yeah, because they still have paper in their hand and everything. Yeah, like they were like, working still. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do. They were running around like, oh, I gotta get this memo in before Megatron <laughs> destroys the level three. I no, there's there's a lot of things that I, I, I enjoy throughout the movie, but once they hit Chicago is where I'm 100% into the movie. That's when it becomes like a comic book movie in a sense. And, a lot and, of shit blows up. A lot of dialogue, very comic booky. Right. And, you have your hero gonna go stop the other human villain, vice versa robots. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. That's. I think that's where you're most invested in the movie and that's where like a lot of the action like seems a lot more uh, it's more I guess what's it's it's cooler just because of the fact that uh, you're you're actually wanting these uh, the good guys to beat the bad guys yeah and uh, when when there's a lot of uh, really good robot like robot on robot action in this movie. Well, I mean, at any point in time, did you think that the good guys weren't going to win? Well, no. I Of course, well, the good guys are going to win. How ballsy would that have been if they were like, fuck it. I know. Sentinel you Prime know wins. You know what? I, I, I it was like an alternative ending where we're all slaves on Cybertron. No, I, I think uh, <laughs> if they had done that, I would have been utterly shocked and perhaps even more in love with the film. I, would, I think I would have been highly impressed. I would have been like, you know what? 
Well played, Michael Bay. Well <laughs> but played. there, there's just there's just some uh, some really fun uh, robot and robot fights and like Bumblebee. Robot uh, and robot with, sex. That would have been step. Nice. I'm actually really, <laughs> honestly I'm really surprised we have not seen robot on robot sex in a Michael Bay film. Part four. No, I don't. Again, they got to bring in one of those female characters. Transformer the, nerd moment. The you pink know, bike chick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so RC. 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 Yeah. Is that her name? RC. A R C E E. I have no comment because I have nothing. <laughs> no. So he, this this is this is a fun one and it might bore the internet world to death here. But there are actually no female transformers. True story. Uh, RC is a former male that was made into a female by a human. Yeah. I loved when they added her in the second one. Like, oh, that's just dirty. Like, well, got our training transformer no females, here. If there's no females, then how do these these? Well, no wonder this alien race went to fighting. <laughs> they, were, they all wanted pussy getting, and they couldn't get it. Played. They were just upset. They're they not, still have balls for some reason. I guess we saw in the second uh, movie, but oh, yeah, they're not man. using them. They're not functional. Uh, it's totally there for just the looks. Yeah, I was so out of it when Robot Heaven popped up and he was talking to like the alien queen. I was like, "What is this shite?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, that and the like robot like fluids, like Bumblebee taking a piss, or yeah, that was in the first one. Or the hair, it just and that stuff angers me. But it's not. It's just. It's just you wonder why it was there. This is the one thing I'll say about Michael Bay movie. Not specifically this movie. Um, Specifically for this, what I'm about to say, but this could have used a good editor too. His movies are always like two hours and 30 minutes long. 30 minutes can be cut. Oh, There's sure. always a lot of scenes that don't really get us anywhere. Now, it can be argued, well, that's for character building, which this, is fine. But sometimes, yeah. you know what? I already know all about that character. I don't need to have an awkward scene with him talking with his dog or something. Oh, you know, yeah. It's like, we're good. You can cut, 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 cut. Oh, please. The, the Malkovich thing could have been cut out, even though they think he did a good job. That did not necessary for the story. The his parents, parents didn't the need parents to be there could at be all. Cut. None yeah. of this is necessary for the story. Well, let's face it. If they if they cut anything, you know the first thing they go would be the the expensive stuff, the really yeah. cool stuff. So mm-hmm. we would be stuck with this really lame movie. No, fair valid. So if, if, that, if putting that up on the screen gets us the really cool robot action then you know i guess they'll suffer through, even though we shouldn't have to but you know well i guess what more can be said about dark of the moon other than that is a stupid title <laughs> that it is. I, I, I i think i read so someone was said something like oh well dark side of the moon is a trademark and i'm like to who nasa well i i, I, keep, I always I, whenever i feel I that nasa movie. said it first prior to pink floyd like yeah. i don't i think dark side of the moon would have been okay <laughs> Dark of the Moon just sounds like Yoda speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're dark on the rocks here. No, I, it's like broken English. You're like, who wrote this? Every yeah. single time I think of the movie, I always think Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. But I have to correct myself because it's not. Yeah, I don't understand that. But hey, you know what? It's all good. As we do here at Movie Issues with our rating system that means Spooky and Joy because we are one of the beer lovers in the world. You know, as normal, how many beers in a six-pack does it take to get through a movie? Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. I'm not going to say for myself a full six-pack, but, you know, four on an empty stomach. Mel, what about you? Are we talking high gravity here? It's whatever, man. Whatever, man. If you if you if, if you, I had if you full... want to pull out Jameson as your option, you can. <laughs> if, if if I could dull the wits, 
I think I could get through that movie again. Maybe it's maybe the full six pack for me. No, you're not a drinker. So. I, I'm not. I'm not a beer drinker. No. So well, uh, would you like? I'm, we can offer you a wine cooler with that. No, no I don't. I don't do wine coolers. Perhaps either. a Zima. No, no, no Zima. But uh, I will say, I actually don't need anything for this movie. Uh, of I would say zero. However, you know, maybe a nice little amaretto cream or <laughs> shot of Jaeger or something. You know that. that <laughs> shot of Jaeger's for a whole new evening. Yes. So. Um, no, I, I'm, I can get by this movie. So, hey, pulling it in, though, six-pack, just to talk about our guy here, old Nick Cage and Ghost Rider, what would it be for you? For Ghost Rider? For Ghost Rider. 12-pack. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I go negative there, because I, I don't need... It's, it's intoxicating. It's intoxicating. You can inebriate it with it. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't need anything for that. For I have sure. a positive one for this one. I'm not going to say full keg, but I'm going to say pony keg. A pony keg, and then I I could sit through that again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair enough. You can reach uh, me, Facebook, slash Movie Issues, movieissues at gmail.com. Ben, anything you'd uh, like to plug? Yes, I will <laughs> plug uh, my, my website, uh, Monster Popcorn. It's a good website. I actually go to it. Yeah, I would I, endorse that too. I go to it too. So <laughs> uh, You can check it out at themonsterpopcorn.com uh, I just do a lot of like movie, TV, uh, sometimes comics, uh, news and reviews. Now, didn't you just get a company to send you a bunch of free DVDs to review for their site and their production company? Uh, I did get some screeners, uh, and that, w- that was actually a cool moment to finally, you know, get something like that. Um, but they're not exactly the film side. Like, Fair enough, but that's... Not every reviewer has to send no. you movies they like. I, I've checked some of them out, and there's actually a few more that I've probably watched from them, but um, <clears throat> but it's it's a little too low budget for me. Fair enough. And you have interviewed some uh, comic book artists. Yeah, I, I interviewed uh, Rebecca Isaacs, who's the current artist on uh, Angel and Faith, uh, and I actually had a really good time doing that. Um, what I'm so, saying is you actually have a legitimate website where hey, things happen. legitimate! Unlike myself, where I host on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and we're, there's, we're all illegitimate together. But yeah, so, so, so check that out, and feel free to um, hit me up on Twitter at Monster Popcorn, or uh, you can go to my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Monster Popcorn, and uh, you can leave me some comments. Uh, I like to uh, get interactions with people, so um, feel free to tweet at me. Now, Mel, do you have anything to plug? Nothing that is going to excite people. I'm not as cool as you guys with your movies. Oh, I'm more of a comic book guy myself, but aspiring cartoonist, MelDale.com. I also have a fan page for it on Facebook, MelDale Comics. So Facebook.com forward slash MelDale Comics. Nothing exciting going on there yet, though. It's a very slow process in that. He's in the, the, uh, the, was the... um, artistic process he's he's done the writing right he's right. now drawing his uh his comic and i've seen some of the work and it's uh really good so i've i've, I've been fortunate enough to to read it so i think uh we're all kind of uh in for something uh quite good actually thanks uh spooky will be back next week after his triumphant return from touring as the lead in xanadu and we will rock and roll with another fine film see you next week people Bye. Peace.